Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Are you the type of guy who gears up to make a big change only to find yourself right back where you started? Why is your desire to be comfortable killing you? And how can we make ourselves immune to obstacles? Spartan Race CEO and best-selling author Joe DeSena is here to talk about hacking, developing grit, and how to be tough as hell. Welcome to The New Man. Today, we're talking with Joe DeSena. He's the CEO, co-founder of Spartan Race, the host of the Spartan Up podcast. He's also a New York Times bestselling author of two books, Spartan Fit and Spartan Up. And you can learn more about the Spartan Races by visiting Spartan.com. Joe, thanks for talking today. Thanks for having me. Uh, you've got, I want to go a little bit of the background here because I, I want the folks to kind of understand who we're dealing with here. You started selling, you started your own business at eight, started selling fireworks. You had a multi-million dollar pool business while you were in college. You went to Wall Street after that, hung that up to go to, move to Vermont, had a bed and breakfast in a general store. That's where you got into ultra marathons, adventure races, and endurance events. Uh, in 2017, the Spartan race is going to have 200 events in 30 plus countries. 1 million global participants, and it's open to all fitness levels and ages. Holy cow. Um, but today, I want to go beyond losing weight and getting fit, which is what, might, what most people might see from the outside. I want to see if we can help the guy out there that's stuck in traffic. Every once in a while, he gets fired up to make a change, a big change, whether it's get in shape or start a new business or get his marriage on the right track. Somewhere in his process, he loses steam and he falls back into this old trajectory. And this trajectory sucks for him in the long term. It's going to cost him big in terms of health, wealth, happiness, and peace of mind. And if he stays on this trajectory, he's on track to be a weak, a weak, pissy old man. So I don't want that to happen. I want to see if we can help this guy out today, give him some tools to make it over that hump. So first off, what does it mean to Spartan Up? First off, I want to say that your uh, little uh, vision there of the future is exactly something I've been thinking about forever. And I've never been as succinct as you are. But that's exactly right, right? Like to to get to become successful, work your ass off, and then you know, you're 65 
and then you drop dead. That's ridiculous. Like this doesn't make sense. Right. If that's your, if that's your mission with this podcast, that's an awesome mission because, um, I think 99% of the people out there, that's, that's the path they're on. Right. So to spark, to Spartan up is to pivot and, and, um, take the tough road and get uncomfortable, get out of the comfort zone. Don't find yourself on Friday night drinking and hanging out with your buddies, uh, watching some football game or, or right. Like that's not, um, that's taking the cookie now. And that's, that's not delaying gratification. You got to wake up early Saturday morning and go for a run. You've got to put, uh, your health first has to come before everything, your family second and your job third. Now, listen, it's not that easy because I've always put my business first, even before my own health, but I just, I squeeze it in. I mean, I got my workout in at five 30 this morning and I'm going for another one tonight in between, you know, a couple of hundred phone calls, emails, podcasts, you gotta, you gotta fit it all in. Well, let me ask you something for that guy that's sitting out there and he, he likes, he likes his life. He likes the comfort that he's created for himself. What are the benefits of delaying gratification? Is it, is it the same thing as denying gratification? Why would he want to delay it? Here's the deal. There's a great saying, and I'm going to botch it up. But um, I was just telling my wife it last night. I've heard it in the military, which is um, you don't have the nail to put on the horseshoe. Therefore, the horse can't pull the carriage. Therefore, the carriage can't carry the message to the general. And then you lose the war. The point is, it was that little nail that started this chain reaction that lost you the war. And so it's not it's not that Friday night hanging out with your buddies, drinking a bunch of beer is that big a deal, but that's the nail, right? And so those little tiny decisions you make are seemingly insignificant, but when added up, lead to a place at 60 60 years old where you finally retire and achieve death, right? (laughs) You keel over and have a heart attack because you haven't taken care of yourself through all those years. So you have no choice but to delay the gratification, eliminate those things. Look, have you ever heard there's a great um, blog out there, Will It Make the Boat Go Faster? And, it, and, 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 and it's written by the team, who a rowing team, who was going up in the Olympics against, I believe it was Australia. I'll screw this up. This is a UK team. There was no way they were going to win this thing. They were a couple of years out, and the coach says, here's the philosophy we're going to have. Every single decision we make, whether or not we go out on Friday night, whether or not we go to the movies, whether or not we wake up later or early, every single decision we make, we are going to ask ourselves, will it make the boat go faster? And if the answer is no, we're not going to do it. Hmm. Let's go have ice cream. Will it make the boat go faster? No, we're not having ice cream. Hey, let's go out with our girlfriends tonight. Nope, won't make the boat go faster. They ended up winning the Olympics. And so, again, seemingly insignificant decisions when strung together um, produce an outcome that you're either happy with 10 years, 20 years, 40 years later, or you're not. So you, you need to decide now and every day, like here's another great one. Okay. Visual for people. You and I are astronauts. We're sitting in the, and if they call it a cockpit of, of a spaceship and we're taking off and there's, you know, a hundred dials in front of us on the dashboard. And we turn one of the dials one millimeter to the right, seemingly insignificant. Turn it to the right because it seems appropriate. No big deal, except it puts us on the wrong planet. And that's the point here, right? Mm -hmm. The point is, um, why delay gratification? 
because um, not just me and you saying this, studies have shown that the person that can delay gratification has a more successful, happier life in every respect, every, every component of their life. Is that the same as denying gratification? Because I, I could see where that guy is going to get into this all or nothing mindset where, you know, and then he, then he fails, right? He, he, doesn't, he doesn't take care of himself or, or whatever it is. is. Is delaying the same as denying? You got to prioritize, right? There's a moment where you could sit down and have a scoop of ice cream or watch television, but you got to make sure you get all the other stuff done first. Okay. All right. Got to get the other stuff done. Let's talk about comfort zone. Um, you mentioned you mentioned the comfort earlier on, just a few minutes ago, uh, and it, you know the thing that it gives, like we've got this growth edge. It's right, it's right beyond our comfort zone, and many of us are living well within that edge. And then there's some guys that shoot way out beyond that. They strive to do something crazy without putting in the preparation and the discipline, and they set themselves up for failure because they knew they were going to fail anyway. I want to I want to help us define what that edge is and and identify the right challenge or the worthy challenge. How do we do that? Well, you don't want to do anything unhealthy. Right? You're not looking to do something dangerous. Um, but if it's raining outside, uh, you're not going to drown. Go get your workout on outside. Cold shower is not going to kill you. You know, For a long time on earth, we took cold showers. We didn't have indoor plumbing. Um, not watching TV, not going to kill you. Right. So there's, there's some things that, you know, that are really simple, like take the stairs instead of an escalator or an elevator. Everywhere you go, take the fucking stairs. Simple things that are outside your comfort zone, carry your groceries. Don't park right outside the grocery store. Park a mile away. Carry the five bags. Shuttle them back and forth. Let's talk about hacks. Let's talk about hacks because this seems to fly in the face of of this mindset of, of maybe it's the younger generation that seems addicted to hacks. They're always looking for shortcuts. If there's if they're somehow experiencing discomfort, to them, it's, it means that they're on the wrong path, that there's an easier way to do it. And I'm hearing you say, go find the challenge. Go find a way to make this more uncomfortable so that you can expand your capacity to be with that discomfort, to be, to be stronger. What do you think of this mindset where people are always looking for hacks? Look, I, I, I gave a, a speech at a biohacking conference, and I got up on stage, and I said, I'm the absolute wrong guy to be giving this speech because, I, to your point— I think um, you want to take the hard road. You want to do the uncomfortable thing. But I'm really applying it to your health and wellness. If there's a hack that's going to help you build your business faster or find the perfect wife quicker, or you know, but when it comes to health and wellness, I'm sorry, but uh, the way it works is this heart and, uh, and lungs and, and, and body of blood and, and vessels requires hard work and breathing and perspiration to uh, be running at peak performance. So uh, there's no hack. You're not going to drink some liquid shake developed in Silicon Valley that's all of a sudden going to make you ha- not happening. Yeah. You're going to have to do the work. you got to find, um, you know, you got to eat a plant-based diet, in my opinion. Um, you probably should check where you're from uh, genetically because maybe you were part Eskimo and you should be eating, uh, you know, fish fat. But, but um, by and large, plant-based diet, it should come from soil that's nutrient-rich. Um, eat less, less of it because we didn't grow up on this planet and have food at our fingertips 24-7. Um, I'm sorry, yeah. guys. I'm sorry, hackers out there, young people. That's just the way it is. Well, so what, that brings us to grit, right? So what is grit, and how can we develop our grit? Grit is that ability to stay on track 
through the tough times and somehow stay positive, right? So you've been practicing the piano for three years straight. You're not making any progress. It's Saturday. You got to get on that piano again. And somehow you smile through it. That's grit. That's that ability just for long, sustained periods of time, stick with itness. And, um, and the only way you develop it is by doing it. And, you know, success breeds success. The reason they used to take old boxers um, and put them in the ring with, you know, fights that they were going to probably more likely win was um, it builds um, some confidence and it builds um, neural pathways in the brain that help you um, get through the next time. So if you're constantly quitting things, well, that's making it a lot harder to stick with the things that matter. So, you know, you make a commitment, you stick with it, you come out the other side, uh, you achieve a little bit of success, your brain gets that taste, and uh, you build towards the next thing. Got it. Biggest way to build grit is stop quitting. Well, that's a great quit. I mean, because we come back, one of the reasons why our guy quits is because he doesn't see any progress, right? And he ends up, he, 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 he stops, and then he feels even worse than he did before he began the thing. I'm curious how you figure out for you, like, is there a criteria you have for, no, you put your head down, you stay the course, or you say, wait a second, it's time to course correct. Or at other times, is it time to throw in the towel? Do you have a, do you have a way that you figure out when it's time to just, you know, push ahead forward or, or change directions? You got to find the little successes. So, so you might be that guy or girl and you're sitting there and you're saying, I'm not, I've been at it a while. I've got, you know, I'm not achieving success. It's not working. Well, that's not true. Right. It just depends. So if you're on a long run and you've been running for 24 hours and you're not at the finish line, you could easily say to yourself, this isn't working. However, if you say to yourself, wait a minute, there's a telephone pole right in front of me, 100 yards away. That's a win. That's a success. I made it to that telephone pole. Mm -hmm. I make it to the next telephone pole. Right. So you got to you got to break up the, the, the challenge. That's these big things we're talking about. Um take a long time to achieve success in and you got to break them down into bite-sized pieces and you got to pat yourself on the back when you hit those little successes. So, you know, you're building a business. Um, your goal is to do a million dollars in revenue and to date you've only done 50,000. That's okay. Uh, last month was 45,000. It's a win, mm -hmm. right? Now to your question about pivoting. Um, yeah, there are absolutely times uh, you're supposed to pivot, right? Um, Ed Visters, a uh, famous climber, his great quote I love is, um, getting to the top is optional. Getting down is mandatory. So there are times where you're supposed to turn around and not reach the summit because mm. you're playing a long game. Your goal is to survive. Mm -hmm. and, and then the next question becomes, well, how do you know when to pivot? How do you make, you know, how do you know that's not quitting? And what I've determined is it really depends on what your, your big goals in life are, what your true north is. In other words, if you want to be uh, the greatest mountain climber that ever lived versus uh, you just want to be a great dad, you're going to make a di different decision on that mountain when it's time to pivot. Mm -hmm. So you, you really need to know who you are and what you're going after in life. And that'll help you determine um, when it's time to pivot. It's such a powerful distinction there because I think most of us can get into this, like I said, this all or nothing thing where we can be focused on that big picture and we don't see the small wins or we're so focused on the small stuff, like just the busyness of the day that we lose the, the long-term vision. 
And what I'm getting here is that we've got to hold both. We need to be flexible and see the long-term vision and then come back to what needs to be done today or what's getting done this week, but then not get lost in the minutia and, and always keep an eye on that bigger vision of like, where am I headed? Where, what's in alignment with my values? Uh, and how, how am I going to express that in the work that I'm doing today? Correct. Okay. Uh, let's talk about, we mentioned a little bit earlier about this, this relationship between our body and the lives that we, that we want. I meet so many guys who say they want to make, make this big change in their lives, whether it's their business, their relationship, and yet their bodies are, are heading downhill. They don't connect the dots between their physical health and what they say they want to do with their lives. They see their physical stuff as something they'll get around to once they've tackled this other, the, the business thing or whatever is going on. I mean, what's, how does the body relate to the, the other things that we want to create in our lives? Well, the mind lives inside of the body. So uh, at the end of the day, no one could argue that you want to have a sharp mind because anything you want to achieve is going to require that. So if the mind is sitting inside the body, how do we not take care of the body um, to have a more effective mind? Like the studies have been done and you don't even need the studies because it's obvious that um, the more, the healthier the body is, and 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 the more you're you're taking care of it, the, the better kids are doing in school with schoolwork. In other words, they did studies. I believe it was in University of Wisconsin that um, they wanted the kids to do better in math. So they took one group and they gave them twice the amount of math. They took another group and they reduced the math by half, but they gave them a lot of physical activity. The group that had more physical activity and less math did better in math. So. That's the answer right there, right? There's a physiological, there's a physiological aspect of it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. No one is going to, everybody is going to agree with you. And no matter what success they're trying to achieve in life, they want to have the sharpest mind possible. Now, if we can convince your audience that to have the sharpest mind possible is going to require the most uh, finely tuned body, well, then, then there's your answer. Right. Work on your body. Work on your body. Well, the other thing I would add is just like even uh, I do I do a set of workouts with a group. I do it twice a week, and there's there's always a point in that workout where I think I'm done. Like if if not, I'm going to die. Like there's there's a, such a level of intensity, and what I've noticed is that in that moment, I'm getting used to coming up against that edge where my brain is saying stop, shut down, you can't go anymore, and I'm not in danger. I'm not I'm not in physical pain. Like nothing is going to happen. It's just that I'm I'm at the level of my you know the edge of my comfort zone, and I want to stop. And I've noticed how that that starts to play out in my daily life, where I realize I'm capable of so much more because I'm I'm grooming myself. I'm getting practice of going up against that edge. Is is that also a piece of this where we where we get that mental conditioning when that part of us that wants to throw in the towel? We get used to hearing that voice and not not succumbing to it. No doubt about it. So you, you want to build obstacle immunity, and and in the military, what they'll do is they'll bring you right up to the edge, and then and then ease you off that edge a bit, right? And then the next day or the next week, you're going to push that edge a little further, and then ease you off. And it just like it's literally like building muscle in the gym, and that's how you build a muscle in the brain or resiliency in the brain is uh, you push a little further, you go a little harder, mm. and. Uh, and then when life punches you in the face, right? Mike Tyson's greatest quote, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. When life punches you in the face, you are more likely to be able to deal with it because mm -hmm. you started to build obstacle immunity. Obstacles come your way. They're no fucking big deal. You know you can get through these things. Right, right. Well, I can imagine, you know, a guy looks at you, he's going to put you on a pedestal. 
he sees all the professional success you've you've had. He sees that you're able to do so much physically, um, and that you've somehow magically removed challenges from your life. And that's what I think a lot of guys are thinking they can do. They can get to a place where they're financially successful, or they've been able to uh, get some level of success, whether it's with women or whatever. There's this plan in their mind. And if I just get here, I won't have to deal with the bullshit of life. I won't have to deal with feeling vulnerable or scared or uncomfortable. I'm wondering if this is true for you and, and if you have, you have made yourself immune to challenges or if there are things that challenge you, what challenges you these days? That's funny. When I first uh, went to a gym, I don't know, pre-teens, teens, I went into the gym and you get good results in that first week, right? You're feeling, you got the, the pump going, you're feeling good, bench press, right? The old fashioned stuff. And I remember going into the changing room and leaving the gym and then it occurred to me, it was probably a week or two weeks in, oh my God, this is forever. Like, like you don't build some muscle or, 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 gain, or get some gains and then it's over. You've got to maintain this and do this forever. And so um, I've got challenges. I got the same challenge. I, I got to wake up and get motivated just like everybody else. I got to suffer in burpees or running or whatever I'm doing just like everybody else. I have everything that can go wrong goes wrong in business and family and life. Like, I got to deal with it all. But it's not that that determines whether or not somebody's successful because we all have those challenges, some less, some more, some different. Uh, an old uh, wise guy said to me years ago, you put your problems on the table, Joe, and I put my problems on the table, I guarantee you take yours back. We all have problems, mm. right? The difference between success and failure in life is how we react to those problems, right? Do you, do you look at them and, and do, they, do they stunt you? Do they stop you in your tracks? Or do you just play through? You play like a professional, Mm-hmm. And, and so I just have a different mindset. I say to myself, it is what it is. And, um, I'm just, I'm just happy because it could be worse. I could be living in Siberia right now. It could be snowing. I could be in waist deep snow. I could, I could be, you know, whatever, go down the list. That's the way my mind works. I don't say to myself, it could be better. I think most people say, oh, I'm unhappy. It could be better. This, I say it could be worse. So you appreciate what you've got instead of turning it into, look at what's missing in my life. This is why my life sucks because I don't have A, B, and C. Yeah, like think about it. A, a, a healthy person has a million wishes, right? They want all these things. A sick person has one wish. So, you know, the great samurai, what they used to do is every night they would burn all their possessions in their mind. Everything would disappear. When they woke up in the morning, they appreciated everything they had because when they went to bed, they had nothing. Hmm. Right. You have nothing. You appreciate everything. You have everything. You appreciate nothing. So can you just can you just change your mindset so that you have nothing and appreciate everything you have? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Tell us a little bit about the Spartan world that you're in and you're creating with the podcast, with the books and with the events. I'm just trying to share this message with the world. I'm just trying to push this whole message out to the world that um, we just need to be more resilient. We need to be more active. We need to eat healthier. Um, I'm, I want to change 100 million lives, right? There's 7.3, 7.4 billion people on earth. I want to change 100 million of them. Okay, I like it. Uh, Joe DeSena, check out his book, Spartan Up and Spartan Fit. Check out the Spartan Up podcast, and you can learn more about all the races and, and the events at spartan.com. Joe, thanks so much for talking today, man. Thanks for having me. If these interviews are helping you, then please visit The New Man on iTunes and leave us a positive review 
so others can discover the show more easily. Thanks for listening.